Mike, thank you so much for uh, sticking around and talking to us for a little bit longer. For people who may not have heard the main show, give us a little bit about your experience in realty and martial arts and executive protection. Sure. So thank you, Andy, again for having me on. Appreciate it and definitely down for what you're doing. Name's Mike Postel, P-O-S-T-I-L. And I, my background, real quick, is I'm a father of three boys, husband, been married 25 years, same lady for 28, and I live in Newport Beach, California, Orange County. Uh, I have a 30-year career in various martial arts, black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, been doing Filipino combatives for 22 years, boxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, judo, a little Jeet Kune Do, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm probably forgetting a few things. No big deal. I am very fortunate to train with some serious experts out there. Nice thing about Southern California is we have a, an insane amount of martial artists out here. And so I've been fortunate to learn from the experts and also some former top tier guys who are the real warriors. So I have a, and then I have a lot of cop friends that I train with. So I have a mindset that is different from a, even a lot of martial artists. I, I take a realistic scenario-based approach to self-defense and I do not, uh, I, I throw out all the sport. In fact, some of the guys I train with, they don't even like using the word self-defense because it, it makes yourself sound like a receiver of punishment mm, where they like, uh -huh. they are more of a feeder mindset. Yes. And so I, I get that. So, but anyways, majority of the population doesn't. So you have to use, you know, you go with self-defense uh, as right. far as yep. um, I've been in sales for 30 years as well. And I'm currently a realtor out here in Newport Beach, California. I, my primary area is I cover coastal Orange County, although I'm, I'll go up and down the state. And I'm currently working to obtain my real estate license in Idaho as well. We have a year-round retreat in northern Idaho to pinpoint Sandpoint. Uh, and then lastly, is, is I'm, an out, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I love the outdoors. And my big, big things I'm down with is surfing, skiing, uh, Geez, I like stand up paddling, swimming, and all that good stuff, and the martial arts stuff. So uh, I created Apostles Podcast that highlights those three things of my life, where then I entertain experts on there that give back to our listeners so they can learn and gleam information and go from there. Very cool. Now, when you and I were talking earlier on the main show, we you you led to led me to understand that being in realty is like being in no other career <laughs> because there are things that you do and, and you know when you sell your home and for the people who work to try to sell homes it's just different i had uh randy king on the show he is a self-defense instructor out of edmonton and he one time talked about that general advice that you should never go to a second location with a stranger because you don't know what's going to happen but then he made the point to say but if you're a realtor that is exactly what you do so is it is it dangerous to be a real estate agent? It can be. I mean, you, I mean, are the statistics more in favor of you being okay? Sure. Just like you know, self-defense and crime. But do you want to be that one statistic where you're the bad statistic? I mean, I, I personally am a victim of crime. It sucks to be blunt. So you want to avoid that as much as possible. How are you going to avoid that? Well, you, you, you get realistic in your, in, in your mindset and in your training and situational awareness. And so obviously we talked about that earlier in the other, other aspect of the show. So in tying in to your prior guests, yes, 
real estate is probably the, one of the only biz, business professions out there that you're literally inviting any stranger in into your life, into your space, into your gap. And that can be concerning. So as far as a homeowner, we discussed about some some things to mitigate. And, and, and now that these bonus the, uh, questions, so to speak, um, I, I literally um, will sit down even with realtors in my, in, in my, you know, my peers and explain to them, it's not worth the money. Mm. So when you're, when you, they've done a lot of a, a good job since unfortunately certain murders that have happened over the years. Right. But uh, the bottom line is it's not worth the money of the property. So you need to really conduct an advance and that this goes back into my executive protection background, it conduct an advance of who you're potentially going to show the property to. So that comes with a phone interview. So for all you law enforcement out there that conduct interviews, it comes with a phone interview. You may have that person show up to your office. I suggest so, and make sure you have other realtors there at the time. If you're a smaller agency, or if you're a bigger corporate type agency nationwide, they come to a nice office. You can meet them in a conference room and get to know them and see if they're legit. If you have someone that's just saying, Hey, I don't have time to do that. Just meet me at this location. I, I, but they're asking oddball questions. I mean, Mm -hmm. open your, open your brain and critique this person. Do not let the thought of making X amount of commission drive you to show a home to a stranger and get close to this person. Now, when you go to, after you hopefully did your proper due diligence on this individual or individuals, when you, if you still have, I call it the God given ability to your, your sensors kick off, right? Mm-hmm. And your intuition, yeah. Your intuition kicks off. Thank you. And you may want to bring an extra agent with you. You may want to bring maybe your martial art buddy or your your cop friend, and you just act as if they're one of your colleagues, and you guys work together. And so they're here, you know, to to help. We're both here to help you. So you show the you come up to the front door. You let them walk. Now, when I open the door, even when I know no one is in the property. I'll open the door and say, hello, realtor, Mike Postel with XYZ company. I'm announcing that I'm here at the property. Mm-hmm. So let's say, God forbid, some homeless guy broke in the property. California has a lot of homeless issues out here. Now, I'm, I may be being over dramatic, but it has happened. Someone breaks in the house, they're living in the house, and you're at least letting your presence know. Right. right? Yes. So, and then once you come in, I let the person walk in ahead of me. And I, I, I'm behind them. I have the mm-hmm. back. I don't mm-hmm. want anyone having my back. I hate it. First of all, through martial art training. Yes. And then yes. second of all, security wise, I don't want to walk through a home. So I'll either, depending on the property, everything's different. I'll either let them walk through the whole home by themselves and come back to me. Or I'll position myself in a certain area close to an exit that I can egress, whether it's a door, if I have to fly through a window, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and go from there. Now, the difference between me and other realtors is I carry certain tools as well. Okay. So I have equalizers with me. So it's just my training. I don't recommend this for most people, but again, you have to, you, you work with based upon how you're trained and what your mindset is and what your willingness is. So that's a big, that's a big deal. Like I have people going, Oh, I got a CCW and I, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Well, where's your gun? Where's your, I don't call it that. I said, where's your tool? Where yeah. do you carry it? What position do you carry it in? 
Do you like your, how's your holster? It's just so much crap. I could start critiquing people on. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm no big deal. This is the way I was trained by the experts and I'm just trying to give back. So I'm giving you guys a free download, a free rep. Uh, So those are kind of things that I focus on. Sure. So, you know, you talked about doing in advance, which means putting in the work to meet your client at a neutral location or a location that is your office where it is your home turf and you get to size that person up. And like you said, I really like the money isn't worth it. If you think that somebody's going to do you harm, don't let chasing the money be the thing that puts you in somebody's crosshairs. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, so Let's say you're meeting with somebody, you're in the office with them. What are those sketchy behaviors that agents need to look for when they're talking with a client that might help them see that this person is not a good person? Inconsistent questions, erratic behavior, any sort of intensity, hostility. Uh, I mentioned either now or earlier in the show, leakage which mm-hmm. means their, their, their nonverbal indicators are just not jiving. They're not, they're not maxing out, but nothing matches with what a normal home buyer, if you can call it normal, with mm-hmm. a stereotypical home buyer would exhibit during a meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, there's all kinds of things. So for example, if you have a, an attractive female agent and the guy's asking inappropriate questions, Dude, you're not right. here for an open house. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have a gentleman in and he's meeting with myself and he starts asking me just this, just off questions that I know deep downside, this guy is not buying the home. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, hey, you know what? Sounds like this property is probably not right for you. Or here's the other thing. I just said, you know what, sir? Based on our interview, I just don't feel I'm I'm the right realtor for there you, you and your needs. Yeah. And I want I I, I I it's just not worth it, man. Right. It's, you know, so, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, real quick, about a year ago, Huntington Beach, right next door to Newport Beach, a realtor went out with a family member to look at a property. There was an issue between family members. So the guy living in the house did mm-hmm. not want to sell it to sell it, but the brother did. Well, the dude comes out and greets the brother and the realtor, or actually, it might have been. Either he was a realtor or he was a lender or whatever. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but um, shot them both dead. Oh, gosh. So again, here's another thing to touch upon. Ask questions. Okay, why are you selling the home? This goes back to the selling side, but why are you selling mm-hmm. the home? And mm-hmm. are there any family issues or trust issues? or Yeah. What do I need to be aware of 100% while you're selling this home and what are your right. goals? So, right. you know, that's one way you can figure out security as well. Right. And, you know, I had a friend of mine who had a buddy who had kind of a nightmare scenario. They went and they closed on their house. They handed over the keys. Everything was great. They went to go move in that weekend. And on Saturday, the family that sold the house is still living there. They have not moved. And they're like, hey, we literally have the keys to this house. And so I guess maybe a question that people need to throw in is if you're selling your house, is everybody on board was selling this house? Because that could have saved um those 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 lives and that story that you told man and i hate that mm-hmm. um but yeah just as everybody on board um right. i reached out to a good friend of mine he's a realtor and i asked him what are some questions that you have about security that you want mike to answer and one of the ones that he came back with is what are what suggestions do you have for female agents showing homes right so kind of goes back to what i mentioned earlier that 
again, conduct a proper interview. You almost have to become a, a law enforcement officer at this point or a private mm-hmm. investigator. You, you, and this is where my look, I, again, I'm no big deal, but this is where maybe my training helps me as being a better realtor for and becoming a better realtor for my clients that are selling or buying their home than maybe another realtor. And I'm not, again, downplaying any other. There's wonderful realtors out there, but unfortunately, a lot of them aren't trained in security. So you you literally take the money out of your head. Stop calculating your potential commissions in your head before the <laughs> yeah. home's even sold, before you mm-hmm. even went to the, to, to the home inspection. So um, again, have the person show up to your office. If you work out of your home, find a close office of your company and go there. If you do everything by yourself and maybe you're, you're a broker and it's just you and a couple of people and you all work out of your home and especially with COVID now, then find a, a suite, one of those rental or leased out suite locations that you can work out of, or just obviously meet them at a public location, coffee place, whatever. Yeah. Starbucks. Everybody's got a Starbucks. Meet yeah. Them so yeah. meet them at a coffee location where there's all a bunch of people around. And then you can, again, when you're meeting that person, you're talking about the home, but put your, don't get so sucked in again about the home where then you don't ask the proper questions about security. That's protecting yourself. Ask them, okay, well, what's, what are you looking for? What's the purpose of the home? But well, do you have family? Are you married? Uh, do you have kids? Uh, you know, certain things that were, if an individual gives you different questions that seem off centered that you're like, okay, I got to question that. And you may have to have then a follow-up. Maybe the guy's genuine. He's just, maybe he's a little autistic mm-hmm. and he doesn't mm-hmm. give you the right questions. Okay. So maybe then, you know, has, maybe he has some sort of issue. So the health issue, that's legit. So then you schedule another meeting and then right. go from there. Uh, right. But as far as female agents, you know, I, they, they might be able to answer this better, but coming from a, 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 a husband of a wife who has her own business that deals with a lot of people. And again, a homeowner of four different homes. And I've been through the whole process. Bottom line, I walk the talk. You know, if you're going to go show the home and you're meeting strangers, maybe you don't wear those super high heels that day. Oh yeah. So you can run out easy. (laughs) So maybe maybe you tone down your shoes a little bit that you can walk in better. Maybe Mm -hmm. you do carry uh, something close on hand that you can pull out really quick, a thing of pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a tactical pin with you, you know, certain little tools that I train people. Hey, give this some thought when you have your meetings. And mm-hmm. by the way, don't bury it in your, your satchel bag, computer right. bag, sales bag, purse, whatever back pocket, have it where you can get it real quick. And then more right. importantly, you know, there's a lot of things. So you can have tracking devices on your cell phone, but again, uh, agents, female or male, let your loved ones or your manager or your boss know where you're going what time your meeting is, how long it should last, when you're expected to come back to the office or home. Here's the location I'm going to. Here's the address. Give all these, you give all the proper necessary information so people can start tracking you Mm -hmm. if it's an hour later and you're not showing up. That's, yeah, that's an issue. You You might could even have that phone call in front of the client before you go into the home. Just say, oh yeah, I'm here with Mr. Smith. We should be here for a little bit. I will be there at the meeting at four o'clock or whatever, and I will see you there to also let them know, hey, she is going to have to be somewhere later. She, we're gonna, They're going to know if she's missing. So mm-hmm. that's going to kind of change their plan and hopefully get somebody who has bad intentions off their game. Agreed. And part, yeah, like, and you partner up, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. And with partner the partnering up. thing, 
you know, let's say uh, there's a, a an agent out there and she wants to bring in somebody. You said earlier that, you know, just say, oh, this is somebody he's new. He's shadowing me. So he's going to be observing the process and taking a look around. I like that idea. I like the idea of having a partner out there and doing that. But um, is it not being in real estate? Mm-hmm. Is it is it expected that everybody goes out on their own or should it be more of a thing where teams of people go out? It shouldn't be expected either way. Uh, you mm-hmm. have a lot of agents, realtors that, excuse me, are on their own and you have a lot of teams too. So I, I would look at it this way. It doesn't matter whether you bring someone or doesn't bring someone and it shouldn't be an issue with the person you're meeting to potentially look at the property and who may eventually buy the property. This is this, this is how it is. And then if mm-hmm. someone says, well, who is this with you? This is so-and-so who works in our agency and we're a team. And whether you're a team or not. You are that day. <laughs> you are that day and it doesn't freaking matter. So Right. Yeah. You know, and if somebody uh, feels bad about it, you got to question their motivation as to why that client feels bad that somebody else is here. Thank you. There's another indicator right there. Yeah, there, this, there you go. This there person you go. isn't legit. So you, you're almost you're almost setting that person up to 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 throw those softballs out there to let you know whether they're legit or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my it, it's no big deal if you have a partner with you or or somebody else. Now, and again, if you don't have a team, but you want to bring with, maybe you bring your your cop friend with you. Maybe you bring your martial artist friend with you. Maybe you just bring your dad with you. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've got, but then you guys have you have a briefing before the meeting on what is what we're doing this is where i want you positioned i want eyes and ears on that person so another set of eyes is helpful and pay attention your job is to watch their hands pay attention to them their movements etc how close they get to me and kick place like you know i as the agent lose focus on that and be that proper observer where i can't do that yeah we're not well basically now you're like an executive protection slash bodyguard person. yes yes Perfect. I like it. I like the whole team atmosphere. So speaking of kind of the EP stuff, and you kind of talked about this a second ago, what is your advice for agents who are considering uh, concealed carry permits and other defensive tools with them? I would first and foremost say, what's your mindset? What's your intentions? How well trained are you? Are you willing to train every month? Are you, uh, uh, Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a firearm before? If so, how long ago was it? Do you have the proper se- se- uh, safe and secured uh, storage at your home? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know how to go through the whole protocol between storing it in your safe or, you know, underneath, say, a shoebox safe? Or your, you know, just all this stuff and then putting it onto your, whether you're at your two or three o'clock position, which is your hip, to whether you carry appendix. And do you have the training for that? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, I got a CCW and I'm protected. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you're not <laughs> trained, if you're not trained properly with that tool, you're possibly endangering yourself and others. Right. And by the way, Mr. So-called CCW holder, if you let one round, one BB loose, you're responsible for where that yes. round goes. Yes, you are. And if you miss your intended target on a very bad day, that bad day just became a hell of a lot worse if that starts traveling through walls and you kill a neighbor or someone in that house that's just in the other room looking at a property. Right. Now you're dealing with whole ramifications of legality issues and 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 bye bye. So um, there is it's almost if you really give it get into the whole thing about CCW, 
when I, t- when I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it, believe me, I have the, I have a CCW, it's no mm-hmm. big deal, but I, I have, I, I am, I'm so like intense about my proficiency at safety and awareness before I put that tool anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. And I have bottom line respect for that. Yes. Respect a lot it. Of pe- so unfortunately there's a lot of people due to education, ignorance, whatever, don't have all that, don't have the training, don't. And they don't want to put the training in. So I would con- seriously consider all that before you even think of a CCW. And then once you do, okay, well, then you got to go through the whole process and some county, cities, areas, states are better than others. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. Because, and, and that's what a lot of people think. And, and especially we saw that during COVID, a lot of people just went out and they bought firearms and thought, oh, I have a firearm now, so I'm safe. And unless yeah. you know how to use it, unless you know how it works, and unless you absolutely respect it it is a tool uh, that can do things to save your life or it can do things to make your life worse so you've really got to understand and respect what it does and a lot of people i hate to say don't really understand the whole if you miss that round is not just gonna stop at the drywall it's gonna keep going you can actually exit the house go through a window and and lead to all sorts of trouble so i appreciate you bringing that up because i know a lot of people think about it but do they really weigh the decision before they actually go and make a purchase? Right. And, and I know this is a quick segment. Segment. We could literally spend an hour just talking about this one topic. So if, oh, anybody's li- if anyone's listening and going, Mike, you didn't go over the for- this or you didn't cover this or you suck because you didn't say that. <laughs> well, listeners, we're just talking very, this is just a cliff notes version of yes. some seri- serious topics. Right. Um, so you, you've talked about, you've done this for a long time. Have you ever had an experience where you personally felt like your safety was on the line as a realtor? Uh, I would say I, my attention, my awareness was heightened when I had a group of individuals come in that looked like they had some bad intentions, Mm -hmm. but through my training, it's, I don't, I'm just, by the way, I'm just one of those guys, by the way, that just doesn't panic. I just, it's not in my blood. I've been in some, a bunch of stuff where it could cause for, oh my God, hit mm-hmm. the fire alarm, go down the pole. No, I don't. I'm one of those guys that gets more pissed off about screwing in a light bulb than getting into a fight. I just don't panic. So mm-hmm. um, you panic, you die, to be blunt. So yeah, certain people have it. I guess I do. So um, bottom line is I, I, I had an experience where a couple of people came in. All that did was heighten my awareness. It made me, okay, where's my positioning? Where's my back? Where's the exit? Is that window open? If I had to, I'm, yeah, I was literally sitting in a room. I'm like, if I can't get through that door, cause some dude, that dude blocks it. Well, I, I actually opened up the window behind me. I'll fly through that window, but in the same token, I'm going to pick up the chair or my briefcase bag or one of my tools and throw it at him to distract them momentarily mm-hmm. will close their eyes, hands up, all that kind of stuff that gives me a valuable one, two seconds that I can get out. So yeah, these are just the things that go into my head through my training and through the fortunately training with the realistic warriors of the world that have mm-hmm. done this kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, other than just weird people coming in and I, I keep my eyes on them. I haven't had anything super hardcore. Maybe that goes to my training. Right. I, I could spend a whole segment on bad things that have happened to agents though. Right. Well, you know, you talk about your positioning and, you know, if somebody blocks the door, you're going to open the window. You, you and I have talked about nonverbal communication on and off. And when a criminal sees somebody who knows how to dance, 
they know what's up. Because when you take up positioning and where you put yourself, that tells them you know what they're up to and you take away their element of surprise. So it's this silent communication that goes Mm. on between a hunter and a protector of, hey, man, you really want to try that? No, you don't. That's fine. Nothing really happened here. It's just two dudes standing in a room. That's all that really happened here. It's like the wolf or the fox and the sheepdog, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the sheep or the sheeple or the people. So um, you you nailed it, Andy. Uh, It's a very unique dichotomy. And I have seen this a lot, whether I do an executive protection or being a realtor, where there has been that nonverbal communication. And like you and I are looking at each other right now on this call. Mm -hmm. All right. And you and I are like, cool, I can, you're a bro, I'm a bro, I, I, I look like a good guy, but that kind of thing. There have been things where I've had guys where I'm looking them up and down, casing their body and looking for clips, blades, mm-hmm. or I'm looking for printing gun, yep. or I'm looking for sap or any sort of tool. And they're doing it to me. <laughs> and they're looking me up and down. And then we both look at each other, and maybe uh-huh. just both two good guys. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a cop, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've actually experienced where we're like checking each other out, uh, <laughs> not in a sexual sense, right? Security <laughs> sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, and we just smile and we're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we're on the same page. Or like you said, it's a bad dude. And then there's me. And then mm-hmm. we're looking at each other and that guy goes, okay, this realtor actually has this crap together. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a, you're, 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 you're taking that bad, that potential nefarious individual situation and then protruding it to tell him to go somewhere else. Right. It, as bad as that may seem, well, you don't want it. So dude, you go take yeah. your issues somewhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, a, that's a great point you brought up. Yeah. It, it's a funny, that is an interesting situation when you see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird when you realize somebody's doing it to you because you're used to doing it to somebody else. Right. So, yeah, Absolutely. that's always fun. So one of the things that you have talked about uh, through our main show and through our bonus here today is that you can listen to this podcast and you can read books about this, but you really need to go and do some hands-on training mm-hmm. if you really want to be all about your personal safety, right? That's my biggest pet peeve with security and all the so-called experts that I've been fortunate to be around for 30 years. And I'm talking forensic psychiatrists to cops, to top tier one dudes, to whatever you come out out there that you involved with. Um, We all agree on the same thing. People value their security like foremost, but when Mm -hmm. it comes time to put the, when it comes to put the proper time in, so you have some sort of skill set. Most people don't want to do that. They find every freaking excuse to not spend the time to train properly. So what are you doing is you're setting yourself up to fail. When you fail to plan, you set yourself up to fail, period. And so this is what I tell people. I said, how's your skill set level? Because guess what? If you think it's so great, when the fits hit the shan and it's knucking futs mm-hmm. and you're freaked out and your endorphins are kicking in and your stress level is so high and you're getting that tunnel vision and then your mouth gets so dry and you can't speak properly and now you're doing verbal judo issues and you've got a scary situation presented in front of you, that's not the time to wish you had done X, Y, and Z. And guess <laughs> yeah. what? Your skill set tumbles down to your base level. 
Yes, it does. It's like when I do shooting courses with these gnarly guys and we make it really stressful to induce your heart rate and your breathing and everything else to try and create a realistic scenario. When I'm super calm, look, I'm not a great shooter. There's phenomenal, but I'm okay. But when I shoot and everything's relaxed and all that stuff, I'm okay. But then when you induce all these other factors, things tumble down. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going to happen to every single human being on this war in this world. Every single human is you're going to tumble down to what your base level skill set is. If you don't train at all, but you just you read books on the greatest takedowns to to the uh, implement this and that because you love reading books, but you don't do any hands on. These are perishable skill, skills, Andy. You don't yeah. practice. You don't what you look, man. You, you lose what you don't practice. I'm mm-hmm. saying that wrong, but. Uh, what you do. Oh my good good lord. Anyway, so um, you need to put in the work is what you're saying. Absolutely. It drives me nuts. You need to like people like, oh, I'll just buy pepper spray and I'm fine. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick, real quick, sir, because I know this is quick. Cop friend of mine, his wife's a realtor. He gets her pepper spray. She goes to an open house. She puts the pepper spray in her purse, but then she puts her purse hidden in a closet so no one steals the purse. Mm. Hello. Yeah. You just took away your equalizer. Right. And she's an attractive lady. Mm-hmm. There may be some piece of garbage that thinks they can get the one up on her. Mm-hmm. Well, you may be able to defend yourself enough to get out of the room, but that you may, may have needed that pepper spray too, because I'm, I'm telling you, most criminals work in packs. Yes. They're, they're a bunch of yes. freaking wolves. And most mm-hmm. attacks are what we call mass attack. Atienzakali, phenomenal system. Uh, they're very good at mass attacks. Kali, which I'm part of, we go over all that. So, mass attack and you're gonna probably you're gonna get barbecued my first yeah. jiu-jitsu my first jiu-jitsu co- coach hoist gracie back in november 92 i asked him well what if you have multiple attackers and he looked at me he goes and he's from brazil i mean it's gnarly stuff he's on mike if you have multiple people and they want to barbecue you they'll eventually get you Ugh. so it's a matter how it's a matter how trained you are mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so they'll get you but then can you get away or do you curl up in the fetal position and end up being cannon fodder Right. Right. This is serious stuff, man. If you truly value your life and and you want to go back to your wife and kids at at the end of the day, now I'm speaking like a cop or a military person. (laughs) You got to put the time in and train. Mm -hmm. Stop being so freaking lazy. Yeah. And don't. Yeah. yeah, And don't be scared about it either, uh, because the people who want to train you, the people who want to do this stuff, this is how they make their living. They want Mm -hmm. to help you. They want to see you come in day one and then whether how long you stay, if it's for, you know, 12 weeks, it's for a year. And when you walk out the door, they can say, I made a huge impact on that person's life and they're going to be safe wherever they go. That's why they do it. They want you to come in there and they don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And I've had to pick up the phone and cold call somebody to try to, you know, get training and that sort of stuff. And you have to kind of work yourself up for that, but it's worth it and it's going to be okay. So don't be scared. Pick up the phone, get, get, um, testimonials from people that you know find out who's good in town and who's not and pick up that phone and call and go to a class Uh, yes and to add on that i would recommend also maybe going to a few locations to see which might fit your personality better than others and certain systems you're going to jive to better than others you certain moves your body anatomy does better than others so i great point andy i'd also recommend interviewing people. And that's one thing I created this company, SASDEF, Situational Awareness, Self-Defense. After 30, I created this company several years ago, but I 
was able, I combined everything. So basically everything we're talking about, people wanting it, but they don't, they don't put the time in. I created a system where to over, to over, to get over that hurdle, so to speak. And, and very address cool. Those. So very yeah. cool. Well, Mike, you know what, man, I appreciate your time. I think I held you a little bit longer than I wanted to, but where can people find out more about you? So good or bad, I'm on every freaking social media platform out there. So just look, basically Google my name, Mike. Postal P as in Papa O S as in Sierra T I L Mike Postal and Google. I'll light up like a Christmas tree, and I'm sure you'll find my social media sites. I'm on all of them though, and unfortunately, due to being a realtor, and then uh, I have a website Mike Postal Real Estate and a YouTube channel. Very cool, Mike. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I appreciate how you're giving back and how you're making safer lives for folks. Hey, Andy, I appreciate you uh, having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to tell my side of things, so to speak, and and congrats on what you're doing. And, and I appreciate you giving back and helping people too. What you're doing is uh, valuable. Good job. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. You bet. Take care.